Hi ladies, how are you? I hope you all are doing well. I'm trusting that God is taking care of you. Welcome to this week's podcast of my book, Spiritual Devotion and Inspiration for Women. I hope it has been a true blessing to you and in your life. Many of you have bought the book, the study guide, and many of you are even also bought the ebook. Today we are in week 37. A woman after God's own heart is this week's podcast title from the book, page 143. Also, today I'm going to do something I have yet to have done. I'm just going to go over the questions, answer the questions. There's just a few questions. This is a short uh, reading this week. And so I'm also going to uh, answer, go over the questions with you and answer those with you for those of you who have the book. I'm going to do that this week. And if you don't have the book, you can always go out and get a copy of the book or you can buy it on my website at terrytemple.org. And uh, you can also uh, go over the questions. You can also, because this is a recorded session, you can also listen to this at your own convenience. That's the one thing I like about the podcast. It's better than it's like the radio, but it's better than the radio because you can go back and listen to what you missed. And I really like that about podcasts. So, okay, ladies, that's what I'm going to do. I may sound like I'm kind of out of breath, and that's because I have bronchitis. I've had this all my life, but it doesn't bother me most of the time. But it has been lately with the uh, allergy season and all kinds of stuff going on. But I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm doing great. And I just came back from my spiritual boot camp, and I went to Colorado and also went to Utah. It wasn't really my full-fledged spiritual boot camp, but it was really just a chance to get out of town, go see nature, and see some of God's wonderful creations, and, you know, just to get out and to draw closer to the Lord. And to have my faith, faith increase, I'm going to be posting some of those videos up on my YouTube channel, <clears throat> excuse me, later this week. Unless God says different, I'll be putting those up there on the internet. So anyway, I just want to share that with you before we get started. And so, like I said, I'm going to go over some of the, I'm going to go over all of the questions from this. So you could grab your Bibles if you want to, because I'm going to be reading from the Bible, the uh, questions and the answers to the questions, which they're all in the book, uh, pretty much the book chapter and verse. And most of them are in the book. Well, all the answers to the questions are in the book, but then all the scriptures, of course, are in the Bible. Anyway, so let's get started without any further ado. Oh, I do want to say that if any of you need prayers or anything, uh, please don't hesitate to let me know. Our world is going through this pandemic, and especially in the United States, there's a lot of chaos, extra chaos on top of that that's going on. And so if you need prayers or anything, please don't hesitate to let me know. And I would love and enjoy going to uh, God on your behalf because I'm here to serve. It's, you know, life being a Christian is about teaching and sharing the word of God. But it's also about praying for people, taking care of people, caring about people and their needs. So, you know, yeah, we we're Christians in the spirit, but we also we all have physical needs as well. And so if there's any way I could be of service and help you in that area, uh, don't hesitate to let me know. That's what I'm here for. And I'll do my best to do whatever I could do to help you. Okay, page 143. <clears throat> when we aim to please God above all others and seek to do everything he tells us in his word to do, we become women after God's own heart. 
But this does not mean we will never stumble or fall. The one and only King David was considered a man after God's own heart because according to the word, he did everything God wanted him to. What an honor. Many years ago, I decided in my heart that I wanted to be a woman after God's own heart. Perhaps not in those exact words, but my overall goal was to please God first and foremost, no matter what, and to do everything he told me to. Of course, it has not been easy to say the least, but it also has not been an impossible feat because once we put our priorities in order and decide that God is number one and deserves to be, it becomes easier. So congratulations if you are a woman after God's own heart who seeks to please him first and foremost and to do his will. You are a rare jewel indeed. But if you are not a woman after God's own heart, it does not mean you can never be. For instance, I recall as a new convert over 20 years ago, constantly stumbling and falling in my walk with God. And for many years, it was a very confusing and trying time in my life. I will never forget how I used to stand before the church at least once a month asking for forgiveness and for the church to pray for me. Deep down inside, I knew I wanted to commit my life to God, but I didn't know how. At least I didn't know how to stay committed because I, in fact, had kept stumbling and falling. Back then, I would have never believed that I, being raised in an abusive, drug-infested, unstable environment, could become a faithful, God-fearing woman. Yet I have. And if I can do it, so can you. Yet once we become women after God's own heart, it does not mean we will never stumble nor fall. King David did and so did Abraham. Both of them are included in the hall of faith mentioned in the book of Hebrew. Yet they both fell short of the glory of God on at least one occasion and so will we. However, once we stumble and fall, what will make us different or set apart just as they were is that we will not stay down or in sin. Instead, we immediately repent and once again seek to please God above all others, including ourselves. The person who lives this way, in reverence of God and full of faith yet not flawless, is a true person after God's own heart. Focus Scripture I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. Acts thirteen twenty two, New King James Version prayer heavenly father holy is thy name thank you lord for helping me to be a woman who seeks to please you above all others myself included thank you too for helping me to do all of your will so that your purpose for my life will be fulfilled thank you holy father once again for listening to me and for answering my prayers in jesus name my lord and king i ask and say amen closing Ladies, we all can become and stay women after God's own heart when we rever God and never give up knowing that God is love and loves us and is and is helping us to become like Jesus more and more each day. For more encouragement, you are invited to watch my lesson on my YouTube channel titled How to Increase Your Faith. And so that's the end of page 144. Now on page 145, which is the questions for classroom discussion and introspection. So grab your Bibles. I'm going to grab my Bible and we'll, we'll answer uh, question one. So question one, I'm going to grab my uh, 
I think that's the King James Version. Over here on my coffee table, God has blessed me with so many Bibles. <clears throat> I'm so blessed. I can't count how many Bibles I have. Let me see this. The King James Holy Bible Giant Print Center Column Reference Edition. So I'm going to read the King James Version. And the first question is, of course, all this is based on the lesson we just read. According to Colossians 1.10 and 1 Thessalonians 2.4, who shall we live to please? And of course, we, a lot of us, we probably can answer that right off the top of our head, right? Okay, but that's not always wise. It's usually best to still go to the Bible just to be 100% sure. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do right now. Colossians 1.10. It's in the New Testament. Colossians 1.10. It's the, before the book of Hebrew. Of course, after the book of Corinthians and on. Right after the book of Philippians as well. Colossians 1.10. King James Version says, That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's Colossians 1, 10, King James Version and 1 Thessalonians 2, 4. Let's see. 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, which is to your right if you have your Bibles. 1 Thessalonians 2, 4. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. And that's the apostles speaking there, saying that they live to please God. So, according to Colossians 1.10 and 1 Thessalonians 2.4, who shall we live to please? God. The answer is God. That's who we should live to please. And that, yeah, that's what we should do. That's who we should live to please. Question number two. Read Jeremiah 29.13 and Acts 13.22. What makes a person a man or a woman after God's own heart. So, let's go Jeremiah 29.13. That's way over in the Old Testament. It's in the middle of the Old Testament. It's after the book of Job, Proverbs, Psalms. Uh, Jeremiah is a major prophet. Jeremiah 29, 13 is one of my favorite Bible passages. Excuse me. Jeremiah 29, 13. It reads, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. That's Jeremiah 29:13 and Acts 13:22, which is the focus scripture as well. Acts 13:22. King James Version says, "And when we had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king." To whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. 
And so the question is, we read that, uh, we read both passages. What makes a man or woman after God's own heart? And according to Acts 13, 22 is, is the answer is in the very last few words where God says, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Here's the answer, which shall fulfill all my will. And that's King James Version. And the NIV uh, says, the NIV or the New King James says, who will do all my will? Who will do all my will? So it's a person that uh, that will do all of God's will. A person after God's own heart or a woman after God's own heart is a person that will do all of God's will. So that's a person that will read the Bible and whatever it says to do, they will put it in their heart and say, okay, I will do that. For instance, the Bible says, uh, pray without ceasing. And so a person after God's own heart will say, okay, I will constantly remain in communication and prayer with God because that's what he tells me to do. That's a person after God's own heart. They won't question. They won't say, why do God want me to do that? Why, why, why I always God do this? Or that? I don't, you know, they won't grumble or complain or be rebellious. They'll just see what God's word says to do and they'll do it. Okay. I'll elaborate a little more. But I, I, I want to go through the questions before I get too far from it. Question number three. How can we know God's will for our lives? Read Romans 12, 1 through 2 for the answer. So let's go to Romans 12, 1 through 2. This is um, right after uh, right, right after Acts, right before Corinthians. Romans 12. Romans is a beautiful book. I love Romans. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the question is, how can we know God's will for our lives? So according to, to Romans 12, 1 through 2, when we live, when we live holy lives and, and, and sacrifice ourselves to God, which means we deny ourselves and do what he tells us to do over our own desires. For instance, let's just say Sunday morning. I want to go bowling. Or I want to go to the beach or hang out at the park. Well, I deny myself and I say, no, I'm going to go to worship service. See, that's self-denial. I'm now making myself a living sacrifice when I do things like that. And that's just an example. A sacrifice is another example could be, okay, I want to go drinking with my friends. My friends are going drinking, going to the park. I want to go to the park, go drinking with my friends. No. So what I do is I choose to be holy. I choose to be a living sacrifice. And I say, no, I'm not going to go to the park. I'm not going to go drinking with my friends because they're just going to get drunk. And they're going to encourage me to get drunk. And who knows, you know, this is just not good. And so, no, I'm going to stay home with my friends or with my husband and and uh, just going to stay home. Maybe chat with my family and friends, play some Monopoly, play some board games or watch something on TV, a spiritual show or something, a family based show or something like that. That's what I'm going to do. OK, and so that's how we uh, uh, practically be a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. 
And reasonable means that uh, is our duty. It's just, just, it's average. That's the least that we can offer God is to be a living sacrifice based on him sending Jesus, his only son to die on the cross. That's the least that we can do. And then verse two says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in order for us to know the will of God, it's in verse two. By renewing your mind. So when we do those things in verse tw- in verse 1, chapter 12, verse 1, and then verse 2, be not conformed to the pattern of this world, which means don't go out doing everything the world do. You know, the world the world has patterns where they do things. On holiday, the world loves holidays because it's opportunity. I'm speaking in general. If you're not a new convert, don't get offended, but I got to say this. The world in general, they love holidays because it's an opportunity to drink, get drunk, act wild and crazy and just do things, you know, enjoy themselves while partying. Just like when uh, a similar situation is just like when Moses went up, uh, I believe it was Mount Sinai when he was getting the Ten Commandments uh, etched by the finger of God when he went up to the mountain for 40 days and they came back down from the mountain uh, the nation of Israel, the Israelites, they thought he was gone too long and they started wild partying and drinking and getting drunk and just doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Okay. <laughs> in general, that's why people like holidays. That's one reason I don't like holidays in general. Okay. I used to love, 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 love Christmas until I could see the pattern of the world. That is along with Halloween and some other, these worldly holidays. Uh, I mean, any, any day could be, could be, Mankind is just, we're, mankind, we need Jesus so much. I mean, we can mess up anything. We can even mess up the Lord's day. We can even mess up a Sunday. Okay, just generally speaking. So it's not that I'm picking on holidays or nothing. I'm just trying to give you an example of the way that we are. And, and that's, that's, that's the way that we are. We, we just, we want to follow, we want to be like the world. And even some Christians, especially as new converts, New Christians been in church 10 years or less. And some people have been in the church longer than that, but they still act like a new babe in Christ, like a babe in Christ. And so we want to do the things the world do. And the world goes to casinos and they go to bars and they go clubbing. It's a pattern of the world. They uh, have barbecues and get drunk. There's nothing wrong with a barbecue. I love it. I barbecue as much as I can. But a lot of people, these barbecues, they get drunk. And so and then a lot of negative things come out of that type of stuff. Okay, I could go on and on. It's a whole big sermon here. But like I said, I'm just speaking in general. We're all at, we're all at different spiritual le- levels. And so if you like celebrating certain holidays, I'm not gonna I'm not picking on you. I don't want to pick on anyone. I'm just speaking in general. Especially if you're a new Christian because or you have or you have yet to make your life a living sacrifice. And a lot of people just really don't understand what that means. But the only way we're really going to understand what that means is we have to live it. We have to live it and practice it. Okay, so anyway, so once we live these ways, once we are not conformed to the pattern of the world and our mind has been renewed by studying the Bible to by studying the Bible on a daily and a regular basis. Once we do that, then we will be able to know what God's will is. Okay, so that's what Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 is saying. When we do these things, when we are a living sacrifice and we are holy, we live holy, righteous lives doing what is right and not what is wrong or corrupt or following the pattern of the world and what the world does, the way they handle their problems, the way they live, the way the world enjoys life. When we don't follow that pattern, but follow the pattern of the Christians in the New Testament. 
that Pastor Paul tells us the things, the good things that he tells us to do. When we do that, then we'll know what God's will is. And that's what this passage is saying. Okay, so how can we know God's will for our lives? The answer is in Romans 12, verse uh, 1 and 2. When we do those things, we'll be able to know God's will for our lives, like uh, and God's will for our lives as far as how we should live as a Christian. Question four, what does God promise to help us do in Philippians 2.13? So let's go to Philippians 2.13. It's to your right. If you're still in Romans, Philippians Philippians is right after the book of Ephesians and before the book of Colossians. So Philippians 2.13, this is one of my favorite Bible passages. <coughs> Excuse me. 2.13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. That's the King James Version. The NIV would probably say, because I read the NIV so much. For it is God which work, it is God which worketh in you both to do his, to do, to will or to desire and to do his good pleasure. So that passage is saying that it is God who gives us the desire and the strength to do his good pleasure or what pleases him or how he wants things done. So who, who does God, what does God promise to help us do? He helps us to do his will and to please him. And how does he do that? He does that when we pray and read the Bible each day. That's how he helps us. It gives us the strength. Once we, once you are a baptized believer, according to Acts 2.38 and other passages in the Bible, once you are a baptized believer, you have obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Once you have heard the word of God, repented of your sins, confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior before men and are immersed in the water of baptism. Once you do that, generally speaking, once you do that, and then then uh, God will help you. God will indwell you with his Holy Spirit, and he will help you to do his will. He will give you the desire and the strength to do his will. Okay, so that's the answer. In general, that's the answer. So that's God's promise to us to help us do his will. And his will is, according to Romans 8, 29, for us to be like Jesus. So God will help us to be like Jesus. He will give us the desire, the strength, and the courage, and the wisdom to be like Jesus when we study the Bible, once we have obeyed the gospel, and when we study the Bible and stay in prayer with him each day. That's not hard. That's not difficult. If you or someone is struggling with praying to God and reading the Bible on a regular basis, you have got to surrender your life to Christ. You have not surrendered your life. Until we completely surrender our life, we will struggle with these things. And this is why some people struggle because you're like, oh, I just can't stop doing this. I keep messing up, blah, 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 with the same sin over and over again. And I'm talking about sins that mess your life up, like getting drunk every day. Getting drunk or, or just can't ever make it to worship service or all those type of things. You haven't surrendered your life. We have to surrender. That's what one reason I struggle so much because I did not commit or surrender my life to God. I did not know how. That's why I wrote my book, 31 Days to a New You in Christ, because it taught me that everything I, 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 I write about in that book is what led me to finally know how to commit and surrender my life to God. And once I finally learned how to surrender and commit my life to God, the struggle was over. I did not it was not a struggle for me to obey God anymore. It became easy. I mean so many things I thought was so difficult. All of a sudden they were so easy because I surrendered. I gave up. 
I stopped fighting against God and his ways. And I just said, Lord, forget it. I, I give up. I quit. I surrender. You're right. You're right. You're right. I agree. You're right. Here I am. I humble myself before you. I humble myself in obedience to your teachings, to your way of doing things. When I did that, it was easier to be a Christian, to be a faithful child of God. It became so much easier and to live a life pleasing, acceptable in God's sight and to be a woman after God's own heart. Question five. Do you desire and aim to please God and to do his will? If so, in light of this study, what does it make you? So if so, in light of this study, what does it make you? Do you desire and aim to please God and to do his will? If so, in light of this study, what do, what does it make you? It makes you a woman after God's own heart. And so we all can become and stay women after God's own heart when we rever God and never give up knowing that God is love and loves us and is helping us to be like Jesus more and more each day. That's according to the passages that I just read to you, including Revelations 2.10, Romans 8.29. Okay, ladies, so that's how, so we are we are women. We can be women after God's own heart when we constantly seek and to do his will. And that's the way King David was. And uh, I think it was Psalm 50, verse 10, where uh, uh, King David said, Lord, purify my heart. Give me a clean heart, purify my heart. That's what he was saying. That's what he, that's what that's what a person out of God owns heart is. They want to do whatever God tells them to do. And they asking God, Lord, please give me a right heart, creating me a pure heart. Oh, Lord. That's what King David said in Psalm chapter 50. So let me double check because I think that's the, the uh, passage. I just want to get the verse right. But it's one of my first uh, favorites. I think it's Psalm 50, 10. Psalm 50, 10. Oh, it's not 50, 10. Okay. 50, is it 52? I should know this because I have it on my wall. In my... <laughs> On the, uh, there's a beautiful picture I bought years ago for my, in my bedroom. It's on there. So let me go double check what I, normally I know it's on top of my head. There's so much going on. Yeah, Psalm 5110. Not 5010. Psalm 51 verses 10. I'm going to read the King James. And see what that says. I just walked all the way to my room. So that's what I'm doing right now. Making it back in here on my sofa. Psalm 5110. Creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Isn't that beautiful? And that's what a woman after God's own heart, that's what we want. We want that. And if we don't want it, we can pray to want it. We can pray to want it over, over doing things that aren't good for us overdoing self-destructive things because that's what I used to do. I, I used to live a self-destructive life. I, I I don't I don't I don't try to pretend to be something I'm not. No, I'm not like that anymore. But today today I am. Today I I, I ask God and I enjoy asking God to give me a pure heart. Every, almost every time I pray, I say, Lord please purify my heart. Because I want to do what's right. But there was a time I didn't. And some of you, you may not want to do right all the time. You may want to mess up. All of us do from time to time. 
Some of us just more than others. But as a new convert, a new Christian, I messed up. I want to mess up all the time. I want to drink all the time. I want to go out doing stuff. I even smoked marijuana in my early years as a Christian. Yeah, I did all that stuff. I still want to go partying and, and just, you know, sit around and watch TV all day and be lazy. I ain't read the Bible. I didn't want to do that. I barely prayed, mostly just over my food. I, you know, went to worship service, went to some Bible classes, but my heart wasn't really in it. I was just going through the motions. A lot of times I enjoyed worship and the Bible class, but to be honest, in the back of my head, I just couldn't wait till it was get over with. I remember sometimes sitting there thinking, man, I can't wait to have a glass of wine or a beer after this. And so, but today I don't live like that. I don't live like that today. And so I thank God that I finally been able to commit my life to him. Okay, ladies. And I just want, I just want to, to encourage you. That's all I'm doing. I'm encouraging you. I don't want to discourage anybody. If I sound like I'm trying to be self-righteous, like I just got it all together, you need to listen to my last podcast because nothing could be further from truth. That's nothing what I'm trying to do or nothing. I just want to serve God. Please him. I just want to do what's right because God deserves it. He, God deserves me living right because he sent Jesus and he, and for all of us. That's why we should live right and want to live right. But we need to get to a point or grow to a point spiritually. And we can, we can, we can if we hang in there with Jesus and keep studying and praying and praying the right type of prayers. <sighs> you know, we just, 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 we should want to do right. That's how you know a person that's after God on heart. Sooner or later, like David made that prayer, that's a huge first step. But then after that, he, you don't have to keep praying that prayer every day. I do because I don't want to fall away from the truth at all. I don't fall away because I've fallen away and lost my faith. I just don't want to lose my faith. And so I always pray that prayer and I never assume that I've arrived, quote unquote, arrived. But in general, we should all reach to the point where we want to do what is right and no one has to force us. You know what I'm saying? No one has to constantly encourage us to want to do what's right. You know, we should want to do what's right. The other day, not to brag or anything, I just want to give you an example. Uh, me and my husband went out to dinner and the waitress, she had rang up our bill and I ordered some dessert. And she forgot to put the dessert on the receipt. And so I brought it to her attention. And I, I said, I, I said, you forgot to put the dessert. And she was like, oh, oh, I forgot. You're right. Thank you for reminding me. Now, someone could have took that and said, you know, she's just trying to be nice because she was very, very kind. I mean, I, did I say nurse? Waitress. She was a very, very kind waitress. And so. Some people probably could have took took the idea and said, you know what? She just wanted to get a cheesecake away, the the dessert for free. She just wanted to get <laughs> she just wanted to get a dessert away for free, or uh uh, or she just you know uh, I I, I just saved some money. You know, I ain't got to say nothing, and so I'm just gonna walk out of here and pretend, you know, that she just gave me free dessert or some food for free. You know what I'm trying to say? And so, but I didn't do that. I, I brought it to attention to see that's what I'm saying. See, that's a woman after God's own heart. When, when we want to do what's right and we enjoy doing what's right, no one has to twist our arm. No one, no one knew. I knew my husband knew he didn't say anything, but I did. I caught it. I don't know. Maybe he didn't catch it or I don't know. Maybe he just felt like, you know, maybe she was give, just being nice. 
But I remember Abraham when Abraham, it was some king or it was someone, I think it was he wanted to bury Sarah and the people were going to give him the tomb for free. And and uh, Abraham said, no, I'll pay for it, which was the, the, the more the thing about the story was Abraham really didn't have to pay because it was his land anyway. God had gave him that land. And so that's the great thing about Abraham was that he paid even though he didn't have to. He insisted on paying even though he didn't have to. That's the way God wants us to be as Christians. That's the way God wants us to be. And so that's where I was. I was not walking out of that restaurant without letting that lady know. Because I was not going to let Satan have one up on me. And then at least I was going to let her know. Now, if she wanted to turn around and say, oh, you know, you don't worry about it. That would have been a different story. You know, maybe she wants to say, oh, I was just being nice. You guys were great customers or something. I don't know. I probably still would have insisted on paying because I've done that before. But anyway, that's that's the person out of God's own heart. They just want to do what's right. And no one has to trick us or say anything to us. We just do what's right. We don't care who's looking. You know, it's a person of integrity. And we want to do what's right to please God. Because God, according to the word of God, God always does what is right, what is just, and what is fair. And he calls us Christians and godly women to be the same way. And that's just one example that I want to share with you. You know, so I just hope that you take what I said in the right, you know, the right perspective is the way I'm trying to put it out there. So, and then Christians and godly women, we go the extra mile. It's, it's not always easy being a Christian. Quote unquote is some people see it as strict, but it all depends on our perspective, because doing that with the with the dessert, that wasn't hard for me. It was not strict. It was not hard. But for some people, it can be hard. And so I don't want to judge anyone, criticize anyone. We're all on our own level, our own walk. God judges our heart. And so, but that's where I am. I've been in the church long enough. I know tons about the Bible. I don't have no excuse. I have every reason to be a mature seasoned Christian, a woman of God. I'm greatly blessed and highly favored by God. I don't have no excuse to uh to not be righteous and holy and all that God calls me and all Christians to be. I, I don't have no excuse. Okay, ladies, so I hope that this uh study has been a blessing to you. I answered the questions for you just in that lesson. And so I, you know, I hope you jot down the answers in your book and or you can write it in a pencil on a separate piece of paper. If you ever some people, they like passing along a book when they finish it to someone else. If you're that type of person, you can write it in a pencil or you can put the answers on another sheet of paper or write in it. Just do whatever you want. It's your book. And if you ordered it from me, a paper paper book, then you have an autographed copy. OK, ladies, I love you. I love you and you please feel free to email me terrytemple7 at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments or anything going on. I love you all and God is going to see us through. Just keep saying to yourself, everything's going to be all right. This too shall pass. If you find yourself being anxious or worried during this pandemic and all this chaos that's going on in the world, especially in the United States, just remind yourself, everything's going to be all right. This too shall pass. God took care of me before and he ain't going to stop now. Okay, and just keep comforting yourself with those words and and, uh, continue to follow my women's ministry. And that's my goal is to keep you encouraged, especially as a a Christian and a woman of God. That's my goal. And and, uh, 
So that's all I have to say, ladies. Uh, so please join me next time for my podcast. I'm going to try to have a guest speaker on there. So, uh, it'll be week uh, 38. And so we're drawing closer and closer toward the end of the book. I hope you have been enjoying the podcast because I have. I love uh, sharing the word of God. So thank you again, ladies. May God, our Holy Father in heaven, continue to bless you so that you may always be a blessing wherever you go. I love you. See you later. Bye bye.